0: This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're back talking about secret invasion for the finale, Home. Talos was weak, and we wandered in the shadows for 30 years because he was
1: weak. He turned the war people into a band of beggars, and what, I'm supposed to emulate that? I'm supposed to be like Talos and put my trust in you? You pimped us, Fury! You put us out to work for you, and when you were done with us, you threw us away. So, first, I'm gonna kill you. And then, I'm gonna take a flamethrower to humanity. And just so I am absolutely clear about this fury, you look at me, look at me. You did this. All the bombs, and the blackouts, and the massacres, and the wildfires, and the imminent removal of humans from their habitat. That is all
2: you.
0: Welcome back, fellow defenders. We are on the finale of Secret Invasion on TV podcast industries. We're here to talk spoiler-filled detail all about uh, Secret Invasion. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow defenders. I am one of your other hosts, John.
2: And rounding out the trio to complete us as we complete this series, I am Chris.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Woo-hoo. Nice to have us all together for the the final episode of the series. Yes, I am in my sickly scroll form. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> as yeah. you can
1: probably tell from my immensely nasally sound. You are looking very green. <laughs>
2: green around the gills.
1: Yeah. Yes, blowing green into my handkerchief.
0: Aww. You name it. I'm green, green, green. It's not easy being green, John. It's not. No. Little green man. But we are talking about Little Green Men and ladies uh, for this episode, of course, for Secret Invasion. Uh, This is our spoiler-filled discussion about the finale of the show. but if you are joining us for the first time for this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast by popping over to tvpodcastindustries.com. Subscribe over there, uh, you'll get access to all of our shows, all the episodes that we've done on Secret Evasion, and all the Marvel shows so far, and all the other shows that we're covering at the moment. Guys, can you tell this is the week after San Diego Comic-Con? Um, we have a brand new episode of the of Invincible has been released this week. Whoop, whoop. The second part of The Witcher Season 3 came out today, as whoop, we record... Whoop. Good Omens season two is coming out tomorrow as we record all six <laughs> episodes of that. All these things are all dropping this week after San Diego ah. Comic-Con, where pretty much none of them could be promoted by their cast. It could only be promoted by um, some directors behind the scenes or some uh, quick clips of episodes and stuff. So uh, this was clearly all planned to land um after some of comic con. And we also got the excellent extra episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the crossover with the uh, Lower Decks, which was absolutely brilliant. It all was. dropped this week.
1: But are you trying to make me feel better?
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to make you feel better, John. I'm <laughs> just. All, uh,
1: all this news of new releases. Yeah. Things to watch while you're uh, while you're putting your feet dying up on the cage. <laughs> yes. yeah. So, fellow witches, as well as fellow defenders mm-hmm. and fellow angels and demons, you may be hearing my croaky voice a little more over the next few podcasts. Yes,
0: yes, but an exciting week, though. Yes,
2: uh, yeah, God, it, it it was a subdued San Diego Comic Con, but uh, definitely a good one for the comic fans. Uh, back to the truth, um, still felt weird though just with so many things, as you called, so many things being released, so many things out there. Mm -hmm. And just some of them went under the radar. Yeah. Um, You actually text me about the Invincible Atom Eve, hour-long episode that Mm -hmm. they stealth dropped, or Beyonce dropped for everyone (laughs) after their panel. Yeah. Um, And only that I had been on social media that early that morning. Uh, I was like, Yep, got it, watched it. It was amazing, by the way. Yeah. But, like, there's no press. But that wasn't and even our It wasn't schedule. even yeah. promoted in my <laughs> Amazon Prime. I'm like, what the what?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but cool to get those uh, little yes. reveals. And clearly, they expected a much bigger, uh, bigger bang from them.
1: Well, and for me, Strange New Worlds with the Lowered X crossover was just
0: chefs. Like, French kiss, I think. <laughs> it was awesome. It was kind of up there. I, I loved I'd it. I'd say top ten episodes of Star Trek of all time. Like, yeah. absolutely wonderful. Okay. I will yeah. have to watch it then. Yes, well worth a watch, uh, Chris, if you have any interest in Star Trek.
2: Which you know <laughs> uh, I do.
0: Which I know you do, of course. Yes. We did cover Picard here on the podcast, of course. So uh, we know we know you like your Star Trek, out, but go jump in, watch that episode; it's good fun. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to uh, to Good Omens this week. We've seen the first couple of episodes of Good Omens, uh, and we can reveal that we've really enjoyed the first two. So uh, looking forward to getting into yeah. that series as we uh, as we get to cover that on TV podcast industries. A return to some quirky British humour, hundred percent, hundred percent, on top of yours. Theory.
3: Yes, <laughs> and
0: add our own. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let's get into our discussion about the finale of Secret Invasion. Once again, executive producers for the show are Kevin Feige, Jonathan Swartz, Louis Desposito, Brad Winterbaum, Samuel L. Jackson, Ali Salim, Carl Bradstreet and Brian Tucker. The head writer for the show, of course, Kyle Bradstreet, as we've mentioned before, came from Mr. Robot. Uh, all episodes this season were directed by Ali Salim and this episode was written by Carl Bradstreet and Brian Tucker. Excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with the finale of Secret Invasion Home? Sure. Fury confronts Gravik at New Skrullos.
1: He gives him the harvest and in exchange asks that he spur Earth and conquer any other planet. Gravik refuses before using the harvest vial to empower himself further with superpowers and attempt to kill Fury in the process. Only he learns that the Nick Fury he has met with is a disguised Gaia, ready to get revenge on him for the murder of her parents. She also has received the power of the Avengers from the Harvest and the two fight, using the various powers of many superpowered beings incorporated into their DNA. Gaia eventually succeeds in killing Gravik with a cosmic beam to his torso. Meanwhile, Rava, in the form of Colonel Rhodes, successfully convinces Ritson to authorise a nuclear strike on New Skrullos, but is tricked by Sonya Falsworth into arranging for Ritson's evacuation from the hospital, and into a standoff with the real Nick Fury. Rava attempts to retaliate, but is killed by Fury. President Ritson calls off the strike, allowing Gaia to free Gravik's human prisoners, including many world leaders, Everett Ross and the real Colonel Rhodes. But in the aftermath, Ritson gives a hateful speech against the Skrulls and issues a new bill, declaring all off-world species as hostile forces. He threatens to hunt down the remaining scrolls on Earth, causing unrest as civilians publicly murder various high-profile officials for fear that they are Skrulls. Meanwhile, Sonya Falsworth meets with Gaia and proposes a partnership to protect the Skrulls against Ritson's bill. While after cautioning President Ritson about the unrest he he has caused, Fury asks Vara to come to Sabre with him to help negotiate on behalf of the Skrulls at a peace summit with the
0: Kree. She agrees, and they leave Earth together. I guess, yeah, off they go together into the Marvels coming to cinemas in November of this year. (laughs) Yes,
1: but I thought the Marvels was before this.
0: We were speculating because we were thinking that... And if Nick Fury died in this series, it could take place before this. We don't really know. We know it takes yeah. place after Miss Marvel. We know it takes place after One Division. And we know Secret Invasion takes place after everything else that we've seen so far. Yeah, that's but we true. didn't know that whether the Marvels was going to be a flashback or.
1: It might a- be de- dealing with Ritson's hateful sort of proclamation, mm. really. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Hopefully, we also get more Sonya Fallsworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering, will she ultimately be the replacement for Nick Fury or at
0: least the British angle? Maybe. I guess.
2: Excalibur, yeah. MI6.
0: <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that as we get into our main case points. Let's drop into them, uh, go into our case point number one. I think we've got to start with Super Scroll versus Super Scroll rather than Spy versus Spy in this episode, uh, as we have the confrontation sort of, between Gravik and Nick Fury, and Mm. uh, Gravik and Gaia. I know. Yes. You know what? There's one thing I really like about this. Gravac didn't get to make his big villainous speech as to why he did everything to his actual enemy. I I, kind of like that. It's kind of a little rug pull out from under all the power that was behind that amazing speech from Gravik. that actually he wasn't talking to the person that he thought he was.
1: That is true. (laughs) That is true. And... For this episode, it was my favorite part, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gravix, delivery, like that frustration, all that emotion mm-hmm. um, was just coming out, pouring out. Uh, and in the end, um, you know, realized, yeah, that it wasn't to the person who he thought it was. Um, exactly. And certainly given that, um, you know, his second in command he killed last week uh, mm-hmm. after being accused of sparing Fury, really, yeah. at various stages, you know, and, and not finishing him off sooner. This, you know, is kind of almost like the the evil Bond villain that needs to have the right moment at the right time to, to deliver his monologue. Uh, and in the end, it was to Gaia yeah. uh, and not to Nick Fury. But I still loved everything around that. Um, mm-hmm. And I certainly guessing from... Gaia taking Nick Fury's form, that she must have got his memories yeah. and all of that, because she certainly knew the ins and outs of, of that, um, yeah. of their relationship, of things that he had asked Gravik to do,
0: and yeah. so on. Plus, it was also because... I, I, I do think it's Gravik that goes into the detail, and I think... Well, yes. I think Gaia's kind of facilitating the discussion. So she does know enough, and she's making an apology, which Nick Fury probably wouldn't make uh, for everything that's happened. But she's not making huge statements. I, I was thinking about it and kind of going, maybe she's got, as we know, when they take the form, they can also take the memories. So she may have taken the memories here, but it's not like he... like nick is giving over loads of detail no
1: not loads but enough to sort of confirm things but the reason why i said that as well is just because the earlier phone call by nick fury Mm -hmm. to priscilla you see the car that ultimately sort of trundles up to the front gates of the ex, the the former nuclear facility Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and so i was then thinking oh is is that of is that thing Guy is Nick Fury speaking with Priscilla yeah. and why would that be I'd like I wasn't entirely sure but it's just you see him walk down the the passageway mm-hmm. to get to you see the silver car at, at the end and it yeah. looks like it's the same profile as the one that ultimately comes to the gate of the nuclear facility so yeah. I was just like I wonder why that was given the huge amount of double meaning in that conversation and mm-hmm. um, or maybe Priscilla was just meaning it in relation to Gaia. But then I was thinking, well, they basically fought off scrolls in the last episode. So yeah, I, I it just was a little, it, I just didn't know. To okay.
0: Be honest. Okay. Well, I'll, I can clarify it. Definitely. So that, that phone call is definitely Fury speaking to his wife, Priscilla. That's absolutely. Okay. Yeah. They, they spent at the end of the last episode, we saw that Fury was in Finland, picking up the, um, the DNA of the Avengers, I guess, the harvest, um, he obviously had to meet up with Gaia to hand over that DNA. And then the the approach to New Skrullos is the following day. It's during daytime. So he must have met up with her after making that phone call and handed over the car to her. Now, I will say this is definitely the writing and direction trying to make the audience think that's Nick Fury walking in there. There's a couple of stupid things that they do that don't make sense no. in hindsight. Why is Gaia as Fury coughing at the um at the radiation when she's going in to, well, that... to meet with Gravik, not when she meets with Gravic The moment that she's in with him, you can understand that yeah. she's pretending to be Nick, but why is she doing it outside before he's anywhere close? And I
1: was wondering how quickly coughing like that would kick in with the radiation exposure. I guess it depends on, on how high it is. I, uh, I took the, I took the <laughs> yeah, I know, uh,
2: outside yeah. coughing as just play acting. So that I, that doesn't, I don't hit the wall with that one.
0: Yeah, that one, early that one, one just seemed a bit early to be saying yeah. it. That was more for the audience to make you think it's yes. Fury that's going in for but, me. But
1: the, the the point I'm making is that this is where maybe if it even if it was 40 minutes, so you saw that kind of handover, not necessarily mm-hmm. revealing that Gaia was going to be um, the one in front of Gravik because equally. She could have been the one with Falsworth, mm-hmm. it, you know, Um OK, a bit more risk attached to that because of the president. But, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things because I saw the car. Then yeah. I was like, the, it, it was more it's not even the scenes. It's just the the timeline of when that was happening. Mm-hmm. Just it wasn't clear. Yeah, You you assume because they then immediately went to the car trundling towards the gate. And that's the only reason I kind of noticed the silver car in the background. Yeah, And I just feel like, yeah, it could just be shorthand to keep the, the audience guessing. It is, as, yeah. But it it's just like, yeah, okay, I don't know now whether that's Gaia or Fury. You're right, it should be the real Nick Fury. But at the time, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, this this is not making any sense yeah. if it is
0: Gaia. Yeah, and as I say, I think they're trying to make sure it doesn't make sense to you because you will then suspect it's Fury. Uh, yeah. But because of that change in time, it is nighttime when she, when he's making the phone call and daytime when he's coming up to new scroll loss. But what I did find really interesting here, we talked about it last week, Chris, the, um, the fact that Gravik has gone completely over the edge. the edge in this episode. We actually discovered that from Gaia Fury walking around New Skrullos. Last episode, we saw Beto killed in front of some of the refugees that were in, in New Skrullos, um, and a couple of other people that took on Grabak. I think there was only like five or six people that took him on. But when you see Fury looking through the window to where that fight took place, there's definitely way more bodies than the number of people that I, took him on. That's
2: exactly what I was going to ask. Cause yeah, you're like lots more. Okay, and then he makes a comment to Fury, mm-hmm. Fury Gaia. Or Gaia Fury, whatever what we're calling her, just mm-hmm. Gaia. Um, that uh when she asks where people where is everyone, he just says they're all locked up, but that just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense when you saw how many people mm-hmm. were in that place.
0: Yeah. So he's definitely yeah. gone
2: a bit genocidal.
0: Yes. Yes, um, he's gone totally over the edge. Um that, that kind of scene with him after he kills Vito was him calling out who's next. So potentially Either there was another uprising, or he just doesn't trust anybody else around him, and he's he took he yeah. took them all out. So I thought that was quite interesting. And then we have the conversation itself in the machine between Furyaya and uh, and Gravik. So yeah. um, I really I did really like this. I loved getting that moment of Gravik yeah. explaining, you know, what it took for to push him over the edge. We kind of asked that question earlier on in the series. Why is it that at this point Gravik has decided that he will turn against? Uh, Talos will turn against Fury and will lead this other sect against everything that he knows. And he explains it really clearly here. Um, everything about them not keeping up the promise and leaving them behind in the snap and then never coming back for them. He feels personally hurt by that because of how much he did on his missions, killing people at the request of Fury. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was a really good scene to see all that pain rise God again. Kingsley Benadire is such a great actor.
2: Oh, and especially that part where he talks about his face. Do you not yeah. remember where this face came from?
3: Yeah.
2: So I have some absolute beautiful things to say about this scene, and I have some very not so beautiful. The beautiful thing is Kingsley. He he eats this scene up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just really, you see the raw emotion, and you do now see why they like we've seen before, like as an actor, why he's been place this but really here he shone through absolutely um and i'm just like yeah you can own this forever this role per se um because we would love to see you more and more and more and more Mm -hmm. um i had talked about this as a skull versus scroll fight Absolutely, um, and we had called it, and I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's because I kind of guessed it or I called it or just the fact that we got a bit of a CGI slugfest, whereas this was a Nick Fury show. So Nick Fury uses his smarts. Technically, this is him using his smarts. He can't outpunch uh, a a super scroll, so Absolutely. he brought in someone who can. Mm-hmm. I track that logic.
0: Um, yeah, who who again had her own personal reason for taking a graphic? Like, it's it's actually she's had more taken away from her than yes. Fury has. She's yeah. lost her father and mother to him. But I yeah. think this is where I would really like to
1: know for definite. I am sure it is that Gaia is giving Fury's thoughts here because I love the stuff between Fury and Priscilla because it, it it's Fury's heart yes. on, on on his sleeve, mm-hmm. and I felt that you know, Gravic here, the performance, amazing, loved it. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely the reason why he's doing what he's doing. And, you know, is that moment where effectively Fury is saying it's easier to save 8 billion people than to change their hearts and minds that, you know, yes, there is an alien species. Mm -hmm. Is that Fury? Because I think like one of the things here, given the notion that, fury effectively pimped out an alien species Mm -hmm. is why yeah didn't it happen and it would have been nice even though i do quite like the rug pulling and i think it's it's makes perfect logical sense Mm -hmm. as to why gaia is there yeah it just feels that these two titans should have had some kind of cathartic moment Um, and that's why i'm taking it that gaia has all his memories so she Mm -hmm. could that stuff meant something she wasn't just being and playing nick fury as you say maybe where he says i failed you your and your people that is possibly not what nick fury would say but it does feel like i wanted to hear fury's account yeah but it it is an
0: echo of what he said to Talos in Episode Two. Yeah. He specifically said to him, "There's no way this planet could accept another species here." I know. And, he knows, and he knows that it, it is an echo of what of what he said yeah. back there. So I I do think she's taking his thoughts there. But again, they're kind of having their cake and eating it here. They're having the confrontation between the two. It isn't Nick Fury, but it is Nick Nick Fury's thoughts at that point. But I don't believe the Nick Fury that we've seen in the MCU would have told Gravick, "Here you go. Here's all the Avengers." DNA. as long as you leave earth and go off and murder some other species i'm grand with that that doesn't feel like a nick fury thing to do he's goading him into using the dna so that they can have the super scroll battle effectively yeah uh, so yeah they're, as i say they are having the cake and eating it they're doing both things they're telling you what nick fury would yeah. say and also doing it for a purpose which is have yeah. that scroll versus scroll battle because really the other enemy for nick fury is Rody, so it is uh it is more a more one-on-one battle um fury versus Rody to save the president of the usa that's more of a one-on-one battle that he can win so while we had talked about it before saying this is a nick fury series this is actually an origin story for gaia the super scroll yes um yeah this whole series started with her ended with her. the character has been seen in the mcu back to captain marvel as well so this is her origin story in the shadow of nick fury almost yeah so both of them have to get their moment at the end of the season. They both go Absolutely. up against their opposing force, effectively.
2: Yeah. No, look, and don't get me wrong. I, I As a, a foil battle, kind of, the two immovable titans, it it works.
0: I loved it, this it, battle. I must yeah. say, the CGI was so good. See, just yes. be, purely because you're able to watch it in, pick out which powers they're picking up i suppose yeah that's what that I like. that was so much fun to be able to do that and that's you know it's a tv budget of course so you know you're gonna have to accept that it may not always work cohesively together there's you know seven or eight different uh heroes and villains that are included in them in the transformation so they may not be cohesive when you have uh abomination's arm and drax's arm on either side of of a scroll body but I think it works well enough that you're able to go. ooh, I know that character. Ooh, yeah. I know. I know which power they're yeah. pulling from there. No, uh, there was some real surprises in there though as well. Uh, having the the invisibility power of Ghost was yeah. really surprising. Having the uh, the ice arm of uh, of the Frost Giants uh, was really surprising in there. Uh, having Abomination since he wasn't at the Battle of uh, of Earth was a real <laughs> surprise there. But he is a registered felon, so potentially uh, they got some of his DNA and stuck it into the jar of DNA.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> there was Black Panther as well, which yes. I thought
0: was interesting. That came up on the screen. Black Panther was listed. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
2: One that got me was um, the the sorcerer, the Thanos sorcerer.
0: Every yeah, yeah, every, every mor-
2: His telekinesis, which mm-hmm. I thought was magic, his ability to move things. Less telekinesis, but I assume now he just is somewhat telekinetic because he moves something with his mind, and I thought it was. It looked very much like uh, back then we uh, we all thought it was just magic, a magic user versus a magic user.
0: I'll have to repeat the MCU phrase to you, Chris. Magic but. is just science we don't understand.
2: True, true, very true. So, so it could be part is. of his just... DNA.
0: So yep. yeah, remember there was that conversation in the, in Spider Man with uh, Doctor Strange talking to Ned, saying to him that he seems to be have a bit of magic inside him. So you know, some people are more sensitive to it than true. others. That's so. true. true. It could be DNA related. We don't know. It's, it's not explained here. It's certainly yeah. um it's certainly how you would know that it's Ebony Maul rather than just some weird yep. grey arm that uh <laughs> she's attaching to herself. But uh, but they certainly had a lot of fun with the with the powers there.
1: Definitely. Yes. And I, I, it was fun watching it because yeah. it, it even just to, to go back, because as soon as the invisibility came up, I was like going, well, the only one I know is Ghost. Uh-huh. But then I was thinking of the Fantastic Four suddenly. Is yeah. there some kind of yeah. like little hint there? But looking back when uh, Gravix puts the vial into the machine to verify its purity, mm-hmm. you see Ghost come up and you see... The, the frost piece and it it's yeah. even um i was just thinking of mr freeze as well yeah exactly you know yeah, with yeah. the ice ice man yeah um
0: yeah. ice man because i think mr freeze might be a uh, a, a lollipop that we had as kids or maybe or, uh, or maybe that's dc yeah ice man <laughs> <laughs> ice man yes <laughs> but you even see that little glitch in her after she does the invisibility like we saw in, in the ant man Ant man the wasp yeah
2: um this does officially make Gaia the most powerful character in the MCU now.
0: 100%. Yeah.
2: At the end of this, she is now officially, like, OP. Just, she could take on Captain Marvel herself.
1: She could, but Captain Marvel could also kill her, as she killed an equivalent beast with, True. effectively, the cosmic beam through the torso. Yeah. Because I was there going, to what extent <laughs> does Extremis... <laughs> heal. heal heal things yeah um not that uh, <laughs> obviously not that and uh, certainly I well, guess let's if... wait
2: and see we could get like Gravik comes back it just takes like six months to heal him up
1: mm, so she's not indestructible <laughs> she is no. hugely powerful yes. absolutely yeah. but the fact that she killed uh with one of those abilities rather mm. than all of them by our powers combined type effect um, effect. yeah exactly <laughs> Then um, she's not indestructible, absolutely. Because
0: yeah, o- otherwise they've just created like
2: God, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah effectively. <laughs> it's and certainly includes Thor Odinson. So they have created someone with God DNA. That is yeah. true. So yeah, we, we, Thor ha- Thor. we did see Thor listed in there. So uh, she has the power. In, far, in fact, I think that is the first move that she does. She blocks um, Fury. Blocks Gravik's first punch without transforming his arm into anything. So that has oh, to be yes. Thor, right? And then it transforms into the Hulk arm and uh, punches him out of the building. Uh, Yeah, so kind of cool. It was a cool little scene. Uh, Anything else about this fight, though?
1: Um, I was surprised that we didn't have any Korg quips, given that Korg was in there. (laughs) We just saw kind of a rock arm, but I just thought some dreadful Korg sense of humor
0: may have come up. Quite nice, isn't it, seeing Korg without (laughs) without having to have a quip attached to it? Yes. No, but is, yeah. it should be in his DNA. Should yeah, should I'd be. say it is. Maybe if she turned her head into his mouth, uh, all we would hear is just the quips. Um, Maybe yeah.
1: And of course, there was uh, saw Valkyrie listed on the the the, the list of DNA mm-hmm. as well. Um, not that I saw any of her powers,
0: but I yeah. guess just general uh, combat yeah. uh, would would be Valkyrie's one. Yeah, absolutely. We will return to the Asgardians a little later on uh, in this uh, in this discussion. I have a I have a question about them. <laughs> but is there anything else on this fight, on this opening fight, uh, before we move on to our second case note?
2: Nothing from me. I think I'll talk more about it as I kind of wrap up.
0: Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I think it worked perfect for me as a as a battle and a fight day in between Gaia and uh, and Gravik. But um, yeah, a bit of a shame that of that weirdness on the on the entry where they're trying to make us think that is Nick Fury but uh, other than that I thought it was great a, a great battle between the two uh, our cake's note number two is well I guess it has to be Rody right it has to be the row with Rody um so this really kicks off when we see Rody trying to push the president of the United States to drop a bomb in Russia and we have the admiral from the U.S. Navy um, a rear admiral yes I think. a rear admiral uh, making the absolutely correct case to Rody here hang on a second let's not drop a bomb on a country with nuclear capability without having a little moment to just check ourselves and see if this is a this is a false flag attack um, how does Rody have this much power with the president the president seems very quiet I know he's just had a massive attack that almost killed him but he seems very quiet and not pushing back and Rody seems to be the one that's uh, beating down everybody around him, which he really shouldn't have that level of power with the president. That's not really how the presidential structure works, as far as I'm aware.
1: I don't think so. Um, but I, I'm guessing he's just pushing that envelope because mm. ultimately it, it's Scrody, and yeah. that is the plan here: is to take out, um, you know, start this war. Like that's the bigger objective. So I, I think. Scrody here is just sort of pushing the envelope to mm-hmm. do that. Um, now, having said that, you know, you're right. It yeah. should have been sort of brought up. But I think that's ultimately the main motivation here. He's just yeah. pushing that because
0: his goal is something different. Yeah, but there's also a bit of um, his rationale that didn't make any sense to me. He says, I've got 30 30- uh dead Russians down the road from the attack that um that proved that it's the Russians on their side. As far as I know, that attack was all scrolls. Yeah. So anybody killed in that attack has now turned back into a scroll, right? That's what my understanding, I don't think they were actually working with human Russians, were they? I don't that that's that's the big unknown
1: <laughs> yeah. here. Because so if they just
0: drove down the road they'd just see loads of bodies of scrolls on the ground. Yeah. But maybe there were. Maybe there were. But you <laughs> had Gravic prepping the team to say speak
1: in russian yeah uh because you know it needs to look authentic go all out um i don't know whether you'd be saying that to russians and i mean it's even to the point of them being killed at the time my feeling was if gravik has got the extremists and is able to heal why has he not got his whole team there because then they wouldn't die from a gunshot wound
0: yeah we did we did talk about that that that's part of graphic um Going over the edge, he's made himself more powerful and said that he's gonna hand it on to his lieutenants but never does. So, I so think that's yeah.
1: Ultimately that's I was... you're right. Mm. It would be a field littered with, with scrolls because they've transformed yeah, on death. so So again, it's just another one of those things that is kinda of left up in the air a bit mm-hmm. here. I think. Well,
2: maybe there were some mercenaries. There's a few there's definitely a few plot holes. Let's just like this. Yeah. Nothing glaring. It's just yes, like there, there, there is this. the The president shouldn't just be listening to Roadie, who's mm-hmm. just an advisor. Yeah, he's not his chief of staff. He's not vice president Roadie, um, or anything crazy like that. It's just he. he I I took it as the president still a bit concussed.
0: Yeah, from from it's the, just that reaction doesn't say much as well. Yes. and he does t- it's not like he's actually going to press the button we don't ever actually hear him say he's going to drop the bomb it just seems to be all coming from Brody he's going to do it he's going to do it like yeah anybody see the little nod to how long ago this episode was written as well
2: no i um, missed that
0: one yeah, just the idea that uh, all Ruddy has to do is put up on screen that the Russians have have deployed troops on the borders of Finland and um, and easy. the Ukraine, yes. and that would get the the American president to go into a war against Russia. Uh, mate, that happened a year and a half ago, and I don't see uh, American troops running in to, uh, to drop bombs in Russia yet, so... Um, yeah, that's that's clearly written in a utopian world where uh, where that would happen. Um, yeah, that didn't happen. Even just the fact that they
1: cast it to a civilian TV like that, you know, high-level security information. <laughs> it's just like, wow, okay, there's no setup.
2: No. <laughs> connect <laughs> device to Can you connect to the device? What's the passcode? Let's pair these things. Come on. Yeah. No, no, it's uppercase A. Wow. <laughs> exactly.
1: I was just like... Okay, fair enough. Just show him the tablet, you know. Um, But I feel like in trying to hide stuff or whatever, or to, you know, cover up who it was that Gravik is speaking to at the end or whatever, there's just bits where maybe that shouldn't have been the big reveal, that should have just happened, you know, and that there's other stuff that could have been sort of kept Storm or in the dark because it's a bit more spy worthy you Mm. know Um, and it's just it's just in these little things like I mean it is it's stupid for me to like quibble over them throwing like you know top secret military information onto a hospital uh, plasma screen TV but it's just like why Mm. why do that because
2: you can
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it looks yeah. cool, I yeah, guess, exactly. but exactly. we all know the practicalities
0: around setting up your digital infrastructure. T- well, maybe Tony in star the Marvel tech. universe in 2025, maybe it's star tech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be start tech. Uh, or so something like that yeah, yeah course, they are slightly more technologically advanced than I, we are even I though guess... they had a five-year gap where half of uh all the planet had disappeared yeah. um but maybe that let them focus on things like that uh we don't know <laughs> but uh yeah the whole point is here Rodi is is pushing his luck with the president and pushing him to uh, to drop bombs on russia for their collaboration with uh, with the scrolls um but then we have probably Another of my favourite moments in the episode: Sonia Fallsworth using her abilities to get uh, Roddy to move the president yeah. from a different room, and all of her and her team taking out all of uh, Roddy's team. I thought this was so good. Really enjoyed watching this scene. Yeah, yeah, Does she
2: it, have a team, or is it just her and Fury?
0: It's it's yeah. It's potentially just her and Fury. Yeah. We don't see. Um you're absolutely right they do take out a lot of people though so yeah. uh, that's why i was assuming there was at least one more person on the uh, on Sonya's team but well, um, so was I. but it could that be it could have been just uh, Fury and, and Sonya which yeah. is pretty cool in itself
1: <laughs> definitely Sonya was was great uh, in this But more about getting Rhodey at gunpoint as mm-hmm. well um as Rhodey's checking uh, into certain rooms in the hospital and she says no checking behind the doors you That's really good. are a squirrel um, like and you know yes. as she just pops out of the room that he's just looked in i just really enjoy the delivery um and the sense of fun that she's having with
0: this role absolutely you know yeah olivia colman's so yeah. good I, lo- I love when uh, when he tries to protest and goes but i she goes no buts here just yours in the hall <laughs> <laughs> very good very good um and then we have our our final confrontation really finally taking out uh Rodie as he is trying to push the president and fury's trying to explain to the president that you have been duped by a scroll for this whole time um yeah. so really like the scene really like the confrontation. Don't know why Sonia just didn't shoot. Um Thank him you, in, in the, the leg. leg,
1: like she did yeah. to the other guy. But
0: but I know Ritson did have his gun pointed at her most of the time when yeah. she came out of that room onwards. So possible she played the odds and thought, hang on a second, I don't wanna be I don't wanna just get a bullet in the head for uh for pulling my trigger effectively. So yeah. Um so I kinda get you know, that's yeah. a possibly a reason why, but uh we have seen her do that in the past pretty quickly. So um. yeah, it's, it's probably just the, the slightly shaky president with a gun in his hand pointing at her head, uh, thinking that uh, she's got his um, chief advisor. Uh, well, yeah, and ultimately yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah. So it makes
1: sense that she wouldn't uh, shoot him, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it is effectively, like they get to, it's like, well, what do you have to lose? Just stand yeah. down everything for the time being. Exactly. And then it's that suggestion forces Rody to take the gun from Sonya in order to kill Fury. Yeah. yeah. Although, again, I thought Sonya actually had two guns. So, even though he got one, I wondered where the other had got to. Oh, right.
2: Can I... So, if I was Sonya, going forward, I will carry a cigar chopper. You know, the, the, the little yeah. thing uh-huh. that chops the top off a cigar. And literally just... Take a snip off the, the finger of mm-hmm. the scroll and just go, look there, see? It turned green. Yeah. There yeah. you go. That's uh, the way to Now do we know it. who it is. <laughs> and just like that's her thing. That's her weapon. Now. Yeah. Um I, I I look, this was cool. The like Fury screaming, everyone screaming. The back and forth was Yeah. Quite tense. It was it was well. I liked written.
1: that too.
2: Um and when we knew Fury was there and we knew where Gaia was. I was like, oh, 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 because that does mean potentially that Maria Hill is dead, dead. Because I had, I had speculated that Mm -hmm. she was going to help with this. And when we saw Gaia, I was, when you said team, I was Mm -hmm. like that too. I was like, oh, maybe like there was more. Like everyone was speculating that Chloe was from Quake, from Asians of Shield, was going to be brought in on this, and this was where she yeah. was returning. It was a big <laughs> rumor. Who cares? Yeah. But like, I was expecting, oh cool, we're going to get Sonya, and then you see Maria Hill, and then you saw Fury, mm-hmm. and everyone just kind of like triangled up on him, and it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is a uh, this looks like it was just Sonya. From what it looks like, it's just Sonya. Maybe her British MI6 team.
0: That's, that's um, what I was thinking. It might have been a few of her yeah. her, her MI6 team. Um, yeah. she, does, uh, we, she does have a few of them around. We don't ever get to meet any of them, but we do. Yeah, she does have a few of them around. She is like, now the director of MI6 as well, so she would okay. have had the ability to control a group of guys, basically. So, yeah.
2: Which, because if you did that, then you could have done, here's a guy, oh, they just introduced someone called Brian Braddock. Oh, there's Captain Britain. Like, you right. could, like, nope. So anyway, look. If I I was unfortunately my hype levels brought this up because I thought we were going to get the return of characters mm-hmm. or at least a character Maria Hill. Um, and I was kind of like, ah, they did kill Scrody. It was fine. So yeah, and they saved the president, but our some of our main characters are still dead, 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 dead. Um, yes so yes we we did say
0: we didn't want everybody back but yeah we had lots of speculation about who uh who he was calling last week and we did call it yeah he was definitely calling Gaia that was the phone call yep he was making the handover to her giving a call to to, uh to Priscilla and then going off to uh the UK while she went off to Russia yes
2: exactly but overall this does kind of close that and I thought it was closing it in an, an overall really good way In that, I thought this was setting up the future. Talos wanted, which is Mm. like, (laughs) hey, yeah, we know Skrulls are here, but some of them are good. Yeah, and it's really not. Boy, it (laughs) it does not like.
0: Yeah, it's really not. Who knew? Yeah,
2: Yeah, if you try and assassinate an American president, that they may go scorched earth on you.
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Quite a big uh quite a big reveal of his uh of his plan of what he wants uh to happen and um effectively probably setting up a scroll kill crew, I guess, a crew that will go out and take out all of the uh scrolls remaining on Earth. Um some interesting things in his wording though, because he didn't say any scrolls living on Earth, he said any uh anybody living on Earth who is not born on Earth. So as I mentioned earlier on, what does that mean for the Asgardians who have a place on Earth where all of New Asgard where they're all living now are they now going to be hunted down and killed by uh, President Ritson's kill crew yeah Yeah.
2: and Korg and Squeak
0: well i, I was included then they do live in in the uh, in, in new, <laughs> new asgard like uh, yeah it's it's, uh, it's effectively a space faring group who are now living on earth and anybody else who may come to visit are they're just going to be run off and killed um it seems quite big uh, i was going to talk about this in kind of our final point in the aftermath but we'll, we'll keep talking about it here um it does lead into a pretty brutal final moments of that part of the episode of this story effectively um I don't know whether you guys are desensitized by some of the other shows that we talk about, but I think this this MCU show is we we said at the start it's aimed more for adults, but it's definitely more brutal than most of the things that we've seen in other shows. I remember people freaking out about uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier, where we saw off screen the potential new Captain America decapitating somebody because yep. we saw a little bit of blood on the shield. In this episode, we get what's it? Two headshots. Yeah. Plus, yeah. we get the murder of lots of innocent humans who had been replaced by scrolls under the potential that they might possibly still be scrolls um we get a few uh, scrolls murdered on air on television including the uh the um american uh presenter on their version of fox news who gets murdered on on air um yeah yeah so lots of brutality coming in at the end as humans find out they're not alone and potentially anybody could be a scroll so i thought that was a pretty uh violent way to end it
2: it what it this I was gonna say smacked of the boys, but this felt very much like the boys, which like you said, are we desensitized? Yes, kind of, mm. just based on we've covered the boys and yeah. they have headshots and exploding heads all over the place in season uh-huh. one and two. Um yeah. but for an MCU property, this sets up and is quite violent and provides the opportunity we've heard from K E V I N, that, uh, that they are setting up, like, they are willing to do a, a mature MCU. They are willing to do, a, like, an, an 18s kind of shows. So, for me, this was, like, I think the dipping the toe, which is, like, it's a, this was, this whole season, this whole show is a bit more of a spry theater. It's a bit more mature. Yeah, it has yeah. more mature themes. Mm -hmm. And this ending is way more mature. uh, And it's dark because it is essentially saying that, yeah, the human race is seriously xenophobic. Mm -hmm. uh, And they said they are basically going for kill crews in the UK, in India, in America, and random people and not actual US soldiers or soldiers go in and assassinate people. They, They assassinate the... British, one of the prime ministers. No, the they assassinate minister. the the British prime minister.
0: Yeah, they. As Someone as just as walks out of the crowd and walks up and shoots her in the head, yeah. and it turns and out that human. she's not a scroll. She's yeah. already been. Uh, she. It looks like she's probably making her speech, saying, "I'm back." Effectively, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I yeah. mean,
1: I think that's it. It's it's the hopelessness of that ending, mm-hmm. which is kind of, yeah, it's something different because, in effect, they've advertised you know, they've averted the catastrophe yeah. of all out nuclear sort of war between Russia and America. Mm-hmm. Yet what's happened is the politics of it, and it's to I think, you know, to what Nick Fury is saying to Ritson about, you know, if I've ever seen a one-termism presidential move, it it's this. It's almost mm-hmm. like I mean, he says that, but it feels like he's doing it for that populism, you know, to unleash these, this kind of um, them and us situation so that I'm the only one that can stand and protect the the human race. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the thing. It just takes it into that dark, dark place again, whatever about the actual then shooting of it, but the politics of it. And the wider implications for the MCU then moving forward,
0: yeah. And underlining yeah. that Nick Fury is right, exactly what Nick Fury had said. If I reveal to the world that scrolls live here, yeah. they can't live with you, so they will try to kill you. So, um, so that that is echoing what he said to Talos in episode two, and as we said, what Gaia says to Gravik in in this episode as well. Yeah. So, uh, underlining what the uh, the true meaning behind it.
2: I do, I do hope that some of the some of this is addressed in the Marvels um or, or mm, and specifically yeah. just on the scrolls mm-hmm. and i'm not talking the, the, it's just we do see captain marvel on other planets still out in the universe yeah. um in her ship in the trailers for the marvels so i am and we hear nick fury talking to her so i'm hoping some of this is just discussed or because i don't do we want to move into the, the our case note number three to kind of discuss the overall aftermath. So Fury is back up on Sabre. He mm-hmm. is just living up in space again. Now, yes, he's, he will discuss how happy he is up there and why he's up there in a second. But essentially, this does, I hope this is stressed because essentially you're leaving potential assassination squads running around all of Earth uh, during the Marvels, assuming yeah. the Marvels is set couple of weeks after this yeah a month after this
0: yeah. yeah i i'm gonna go out in a very short limb here and say this is not, not going to be addressed in the marvels um just because i think this show if you were if you're a parent that sits down with your 8 to 15 year old kid and watches secret invasion more power to you but i think this show is not going to be the same target audience as the marvels so they won't have expected a lot of kids who watched miss marvel to have also watched secret invasion and then watch the marvels i don't think they're going to expect you to have that knowledge going into the going into the movie in a couple of months time because it does feel much more like an adult show yeah and really all that will explain is why nick fury is there and who his wife is for the marvels i think the other ending to the show where we have um gaia being recruited by sonya to defend the scrolls who are still living on earth that's the continuation of the show. If there was to be a second season for this show, that's the route it would go down, where Sonya and Gaia working together to protect the Earth from the people that Ritson has it has emboldened to go out and kill Skrulls. I mean, it it might be that you know they do link it
1: up, but it's it's along the lines of these peace talks with the Cree. Mm-hmm. It could be along the lines of. Trying to resolve in order to resolve the persecution that Ritson has kind of rained mm. down on yep. Skrulls scrolls in particular uh, with his speech. So it could link in that way. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. certainly, Sorry. you know, seeing a massive underground warehouse filled with more humans under the mind control mm-hmm. technology or, of the scrolls. I hope it comes out sooner rather than later because, you know, it, it's a it. Otherwise, you, you get to the to me the feeling like with the Eternals where you know you've left it with a massive celestial sticking out the ocean yeah. and it's never addressed again. And I mean, I've always said they shouldn't everything shouldn't be connected and they should be able to do one-offs. But I mean, it's kind of the mo for the MCU, mm-hmm. and so it's like. And also, just the 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 feeling of Sonya and Gaia working together just is so juicy. In you know, in terms of their partnership and how that was portrayed, it's like you'll use me, I'll use you, and and hopefully we can make this world a better place uh, to protect your people and mine. It's kind of like you know, not to fall into the the same mistakes that happened with Fury and Talos. It's that. This is a transactional relationship. It's not a friendship. And mm-hmm. it's like that. And then seeing this huge sort of rows and rows and rows of, um, humans and, and the the conversation of this is how they got so good. If that's going to be left, then all you can say is like, well, what's the point of that scene? So, and maybe it is more appropriate for a season two. Um, but then it's whether, secret invasion gets a season
0: two
2: or this it's the Secreter, <laughs> yeah the even, the even more, more secret, secret invasion <laughs>
0: yeah. there was definitely an intention um at the beginning of the season they had talked about that they did want to set the show up to have a season two um okay. to have the potential for a follow-up season i i feel like you probably would still have to go down a more adult path And this wouldn't fit into a movie, you know, the kinda the way that they take out the scrolls is basically bullet to the head, right? So you're probably not going to see that in many of the standard MCU movies in the cinema. So I do think it was setting up a second season. I'm not too sure. It's going to get one at this stage, given uh, given some of the feedback that I've already gone through for uh, for this episode from our fellow defenders, who are generally quite positive on uh, on Marvel shows, um, yeah. and that's a positive group. So, <laughs> and wow. some of the feedback that I'm getting from my co-hosts here, who are generally quite positive on Marvel shows. So yes, uh, and look yeah.
2: for me, it's just I think they potentially can address it just very lightly. I.e., Hey Carol, I need you to really step up your game. I'm looking for the hot planets. Um, we have a peace talks coming on, but now everyone's found out about the the uh, scrolls. Some scrolls being on Earth. Can can you head come back? We need to talk about this now. Mm. And on her way back, the quantum Entanglement what happens? Like that. That is all it needs just to kind of go to at least acknowledge because. John is right. The one thing that we make a joke about is still on Earth, in the MCU, there is a giant hand sticking out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it just has never been addressed since.
0: Yeah. What, what What was the one? There was one reference to it in a, a newspaper article, wasn't there? On I think the there was. It was like maybe yeah. She-Hulk or something yeah. like that. But it's yes. never. nobody's ever visited it because we haven't had another movie set on Earth since then. Obviously, exactly. COVID stuff and, and all that stuff. There was obviously some intention that we would see that pretty quickly after uh, after the Eternals, but it's not been mentioned since, and <laughs> not no. been shown since on screen. Yeah,
2: and I think, look, not everything has to be connected, mm-hmm. but when you have Earth shaping events, call it that. Like that's what the so this this is, and the the handout of the Earth is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that exactly. needs to
2: get referenced later. It's like the blip. The blip has been referenced all the time because that is a global, universal, exactly um, a, event.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if that's the choice, if it's stuff that happens in the Avengers effectively gets referenced to death and then they move on to the next thing, that big thing that happened in the Avengers. Because for the first uh, six years of the MCU, it was the Battle of New York. Yeah, and now it's the blip and the and the uh, the snap the and ports. the battle of Earth, right? Those, those are the things that are getting referenced everywhere. It's probably again because so many things are being written at the same time. You can't really judge what you what you'll put in here and could be changed by the next TV show and episode. There's so much content of of these shows and movies coming out all at different times that it probably is quite difficult to get that balance right and know that you're writing a good story and not being affected by the next thing that comes along. So you take the big things like. People disappearing from the planet for five years and coming back. Yeah. You take those big things as you're jumping off point and then try not to step on too many other people's toes if you're doing this massive world, I suppose. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to, to balance, I'm sure.
2: No, it is. Yeah. And I just so even if speaking of again, the scrolls on Earth, everyone knowing, that does lead us to two major characters of the MCU who now have been confirmed to be taken by scrolls and have chunks of missing time. So yes. this is, Brody is gone, and mm-hmm. based on the internet salutes and the hospital gown he is wearing when he comes out of the, the pod, people are assuming he has been gone since he went into hospital uh, for the MRI machine in Civil War. Uh, That is the the prevailing theory, unless he went in for a a colonoscopy some point (laughs) in the last year or two years, getting a checkup after the blip, and then he was taken. Yeah, Maybe they could do it that way. And that does set up the Armor Wars movie coming up in 2025, Mm -hmm. and we've already discussed that. Essentially, this is a good thing for Rhodey, because you're basically, he's now, if it is Civil War, he didn't take part in Endgame, didn't take part in any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. and he doesn't even know tony's dead yeah so he's essentially waking up in a world where everything's changed his best friend's gone and yep. he needs to then try and go and basically save all of tony's stuff from this evil scroll while he was doing with stuff which is fantastic
0: and he was in there the whole time during the the snap and blip right yeah he never even yeah. saw that that happened to the world if no. if it took place during civil war so quite a big thing and they make a, a really big point of saying it's been a long time it's, yeah. it's it's martin freeman's Everett ross that says that to him as well you've been gone a long time right yeah. how long have you been gone uh, don't confirm it here exactly uh but yeah you're right that it does seem likely that he was taken at some point during his recovery after uh after his his back was broken in, in civil war so
2: yeah and then Everett ross we don't know how long he's been gone mm-hmm. does he know the fate of Wakanda? Does he yeah. know the fate of T'Challa? Does he mm. know the fate of these things? Yeah. Um Or so was he grabbed
0: it- uh, from that van at the end of uh, at the end of of Wakanda Forever? Was that uh, somebody impersonating Koya that took him out of the van?
2: Yeah. Exactly. And captured
0: him. You know. Yeah, yeah could be that. Um,
2: so we, we have so much. It does set up some very interesting questions. Mm-hmm. As did the comic book that this is based mm. on. Mm. That's what this did, and I was ho- so what I was, what I was hoping for was one or two more. I so I was scanning the background for all these characters, mm-hmm. people walking out, going, oh, maybe we get a glimpse of, I, I was going to joke and say Wong, but no, someone right. like someone of that ilk, mm-hmm. a a a Ned, a, a Wong, a Betty Ross, a Maria Hill. Like, again, no, not really because we saw her die. But, you know, you do understand where I'm from. Coulson.
0: Wouldn't it have been awesome, though, if someone like Madison, with a Y but not where you think, from uh, from She-Hulk, if she was in (laughs) in there as well? Like, something like that would have been just a fun little nod that wouldn't have affected the universe, but would have been just quite funny to have. Uh, I love your idea of Wong, though. That would have been cool since he appeared in like, what, 90% of the output from Marvel for a whole year. Yeah. And it turns out that maybe the reason why he was appearing in so much was because he was a scroll, uh, or, or a scroll had taken his place for a while. So that would have been really interesting to do. Uh, but you're right. Everybody that was in, was in the pods that we saw being taken out, of course, because there was quite a lot of people that, that exited that building. But the ones we saw being taken out were all people from the show. We even saw uh, Pagon, who was the right hand man of, uh, of, uh, Gravik. We saw him in his army uniform coming out of the building so we know he's back alive and in the universe as well good Irish actor we'll see him again hopefully in the future (laughs) yeah Yeah. but that that is one of the things about this episode there are that we i do like it wraps that up we had talked about that at the beginning of the season that hopefully when we see people die or people that are replaced by scrolls there will be a point at the end of the season where we see them coming back that's something that is referenced in comics that have scrolls that they do keep the body so uh, to be released later. So I like that it wrapped it up that way, um, but it didn't seem to want to set anything up with that yes. for the future, other than the moment we already talked about with Sonya and that room full of thousands of uh, of humans who have clearly been replaced by scrolls on Earth, um, but not any specific face that I could see there that was uh, that was um, somebody that we already know in the MCU.
1: No, I I couldn't see any I, either. I, I think the other side of this aftermath is between Nick Fury and Priscilla as mm-hmm, well. Exactly. Um, yeah, know, because running through this just from the the start with Nick Fury's call to Priscilla um, is is that continuation of you know her wanting to feel beloved in this world, mm-hmm. and you know it starts off with well I probably won't be coming back to him coming back to their home to ask for one last chance you know sort of that question that she asked um you know would you have accepted me in my true form yep. and he says we'll never know mm-hmm. but then realizing that you know I'm leaving tonight you know will he come with me um and Priscilla you know the 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 relationship here is like i know who i am when you're not here but it's when you return that i begin to wonder yes um and it also you know it culminates with her coming to the pickup zone for saber Mm -hmm. um and we do get an interspecies um kiss from them you know he is willing to accept her and i think you know of all the things that showing that he's loved her forever not just because of the face she wore Um, and in some respects this secret invasion is dare i say it the secret invasion of love into nick fury's heart Um, (laughs) as much as anything because it's like i can see because she's gone up to saber we know that Saber's going to, or at least the space station is going to be involved with uh, the Marvels Mm -hmm. that we will see at least Vara there. I hope so. In her true form. And I really hope so. I mean, that's the thing. If she's not, it's like, okay, well then, you know, unless it's in a different time
0: period, like you've mentioned, then, okay, it's a little odd yeah um, but also movies don't necessarily have the time that would allow them to spend time on someone's relationship like a tv show does that's what yes. the benefit of having six episode tv shows are that you can look at that so it could literally be and this is my wife vera and that's all we get on screen every, it, it, you know? it, could. it would be great if it was at least i sorry it'd be great if, if we got at least to that but i'm not too sure when it gets to the editing room whether they strip that stuff out and go oh well um we it's not the same audience people wonder what that is and we don't want to send kids to watch a, mo- a show where people get shot in the head every episode <laughs> but, it,
1: but it ultimately comes down to how impactful secret invasion will be on the wider mcu yeah. as to how they're involving it because with Ms. marvel you've got the whole family the then. whole three of them so from one division as marvel through to Obviously, Carol Danvers yeah. uh, and her movies, they're all coming together here.
0: And you have the entire family from the Miss Marvel TV show who are going to be exactly. in the movie. We've seen them in the trailer. So, uh, yeah, but that again, it's just going back to what Kevin Feige said about not wanting to people, not want to send people over to watch Daredevil. That's why it's not really tied in, even though we have had Daredevil and Kingpin back in the MCU. He doesn't want to send kids to go and watch the 18s show that was made on Netflix uh, because it's not made for them. It's not made for that yeah. audience. And I think Secret Invasion is the same. You don't want to send a 10-year-old to go watch Secret Invasion. So I don't think it's going to be massively detailed. I think there'll be reference to um Vara being there and the wife of Nick Fury but I don't think it's going to be essential viewing for the kids that will be in that audience watching the Marvels in November no I de- definitely but I it just
1: mean it's the interweaving
0: yeah. through of, yeah. of different elements to
1: whatever they're aiming for more widely mm-hmm. but I, I, I as I said at the start I really enjoyed the Nick Fury Priscilla Vara side of this the <laughs> other interesting thing as well is because You know, she does say to Nick Fury, my work's here when he comes to say about one last chance. And it was only on the second time of viewing this that I saw that when she took her true form in front of the, the pod to take them up to save her, it, it looked like she had pink ears or one of her ears was pink and not green. Right. And I'm like, okay, is that, what she's kind of on about here—some kind of manipulation uh, within the DNA as well. Interesting. It just looked pink. Yeah, and I don't know whether I'm just.
0: Oh no, I saw I saw the pink ears. Yeah, I I just didn't connect the two uh, pieces of the conversation there that she's saying she'll only go up for the beginning to set up um, this consultation with the Kree, but she's not staying there. That's not her job. Her work is here on Earth. So interesting. So.
1: I mean, ultimately though, I do feel, cause I have enjoyed this series. Um, I think it's been different, but mm-hmm. it's like, I really hope they do get a season two, because I do think there's elements here that they can take through. Absolutely. Um, and it's worth exploring. Um, so yeah, it would just be really interesting.
0: Yeah. And as we've covered so many TV shows over the nine years that we've been podcasting season two. Almost invariably is better than season one because oh, they yes, learn from the things they've done and develop characters more in the second season. Yeah, so. uh, but there have been some great things this season. Any other notes about this episode before we move on?
2: Yeah, a uh, quick one. Um, uh, Gaia got her superhero landing.
0: Yes, she, she is now officially
2: a superhero. There mm-hmm. you go. Uh, she did her Marvel, uh, landing. Um, we still do not know what happened to her mother. She yes, does it, was just, say it was just mentioned off-screen, yeah. Yeah, she still just says that, that Um, Gravick killed her. Gravick doesn't, he acknowledges, but it, I was expecting kind of a drop there. It was like, yes, I snapped her neck myself, kind of mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. He was already in the villain rant.
0: Yeah, um, or she just didn't follow orders or something, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, because it was even a line from Talos at the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Confront yes. him, ask him the question. Yeah. He's the one that killed him, yeah. killed her. You know? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was odd to not have that threat season.
1: Yeah. And apart from two of the men, well, three of the members, like, I did feel that the council wasn't really resolved very well. Mm. I mean, because, yes, it was the British Prime Minister that was shot and it ended off being the human version of her. But yep. does that mean that the scroll version of her got captured? Or was did or did she just change form into someone else in order mm-hmm. to sort of make her escape and is is still out there, you know, and to the, the whole loads of humans that are in stasis there, you yep. know, that to carry on Gravix work, exactly. you know, you had the head of NATO. We saw the the news anchor being shot and that was a scroll so he's off the table and the 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 council member that left and wouldn't accept graphics rule fighting off these vigilantes yeah again it's like how because that was at her home you know who was she um like was she i didn't quite understand what public figure she was so mm-hmm. was it just like that vigilantism was it simply that they're, they're actually going from
0: house to house to see? I mean, right, no, no. I think she was quite powerful. I uh, can't remember what her role was, but she was quite powerful.
2: I thought she she was something in the Indian government. Right? Yeah. I took that. Yeah. as... I think it was mentioned. It's not prime minister, but it was. Yeah, maybe minister. Uh, there was there was a it was a it was alluded to.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of why her though. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like. So I just felt like something around the council, mm-hmm. just like having to disband or go into hiding. Yeah. Some idea of well, because there's still a rake of hu- there's still a rake of scrolls that are in human form, absolutely. And of course, you know, they were the command structure. There
0: was yeah. you know all that connection with Talos and his ousting as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we we've, we've mentioned that at last episode as the show has been narrowing down to a graphic leader um versus his lieutenants in last week's episode we were saying we haven't even seen the council from the point that he took lead control we never saw them again in the series yeah. and it felt like a dropped uh a dropped uh moment i suppose that could have played out in the series but um yeah
2: i do hope that in the season two we get that that is one that has played out because you could have well what i was hoping is the the the, the thread of gaia and um fallsworth setting up a potential, like, MI6 slash yeah. Excalibur yeah. team. Yeah. So yeah. you get, then, a Super Skrull, maybe a Captain Britain, something, <laughs> something, something. Blade was on that team. Like, there was a lot on that very cool UK-centric team from the comic books. Um, that could be a, a nice season two, which is basically, look, the names of Scroll identities was leaked on the dark web. And now they're after X Y Z. Blah 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 blah. Yep. We need to kind of save the the scroll population. Blah. Absolutely. Like there's some. They, it was alluded to again. Derek, you mentioned it. That uh, Fallsworth says, "I'm going to use you. You're going to use me. That's mm-hmm. how this relationship's going to work." So that sets up some interesting bits. And if not on this, at least hopefully, potentially something else. Because yeah. I do like these characters. The 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 setup of these characters was good. We we learned a lot about some of their needs and wants and just, like, God, Olivia Colman, if this is her first and last...
1: Yeah, it'd be um, such a waste.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: It, yeah, exactly. If it's first and last kind of appearance in the MCU...
0: Yeah, it would um, be such a shame. Yeah, but that's the setup for season two. You're totally right. That that moment is saying, if we have a season two, we have two of the best actresses in the world, the most, most well-known actresses in the world, yeah. with Olivia Colman and Amelia Clarke to lead a season of an MCU show yeah. called Secret Invasion. The show was never called The Fury's Secret Invasion, so it absolutely no. could just be a yeah. show with a second season, like Loki got a second season, uh, even though that is named after him, so probably a bad comparison there. But you get what I mean. It's, yes. You could absolutely have a second season. This is perfectly set up to do that. Just not sure it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, And I feel that if it doesn't happen... They will drop that story. Um, they probably won't continue with the story of the uh, of what happening with the infiltrated scrolls on Earth, and may just write it off with a treaty with the uh, with the Kree and the scrolls leave in the background in a line of dialogue and go yeah. off and and go back to their homeland or to somewhere else like that.
2: Final note from me, uh, just very quickly, is we mentioned Hilda's no more. Um, it it it, uh, it was a send off. We will see her send off. Um, it will be interesting to see if it is mentioned in, um, the, the new Captain America film going forward. Um, being that Captain America or Falcon, the new Captain America and the new Falcon and Bucky have worked with her. Um, Mm -hmm. that Hill is like, Shield is no more. Hill is no more. Something just be interesting to see. Um, because she was a central. Og character to to this show to the she was there in Avengers the very first Avengers, mm-hmm. um so, so it it was a send off, um so I just hope it, it is acknowledged in further, but yeah um Hill is no more that Hill is now been paved over for a, a motorway,
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: And that's my notes. Good stuff. So, John, do you defend Secret Invasion Episode 6, Home, the finale of Season 1, maybe, of Secret Invasion? Um, yes, I do defend it just.
1: Uh, I'd give it 3.5, uh, shifting those shapes on the battlefield um, out of 5. I think... Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they were shifting their shapes with uh-huh. Ravik uh, yeah. and Gaia. So, yeah. I mean, I you know, I it's not that I didn't like it, I just... Feel like there's something missing mm-hmm. on on it all. I don't really think whether this actually and it, it it's from everything and the build up. I actually don't feel this has delivered. Uh, it felt short, and um, this episode, I a few of the others did as well. And maybe there was something that was cut, missing, mm. or whatever. But the, to me, the overarching impression I've got is. I feel as though something has been left out with the exception probably of Nick Fury and Priscilla slash Farrah's storyline, actually. That's where I feel there's a resolution here. I think throwing it open to a ton of humans in stasis right at the end, um, given it's been so focused on this nuclear plant, not Mm -hmm. even the talk of there being other networks around. And just... I think just the it, it it feels to me a little lack of cohesiveness, and it's simply, I think, because they were trying to sort of do sort of red herrings here, mm. get misdirection there, and what have you. And that's fine for a big reveal, but I don't know whether the showdown between Gaia and Gravik ultimately needed to be that big showdown um, of whether Nick Fury was a scroll or not. I think that could have been done elsewhere or mm-hmm. if he was well then the showdown is Nick Fury and Gravik because he can survive the the radiation so I, I just feel like you know they, they've not it, yeah it just feels unresolved a bit to me other than with Nick Fury and Priscilla but I loved um, I loved Gravik and Nick Fury's sort of showdown Uh, I did like it, um, but I just feel there's something missing. I can't quite put um, my finger on it, really. Um, And I hope that they do manage to get a season two, because I do think there are threads here that can be taken through. And I hope it goes into the more espionage, political, you know, whether that is with the new Captain America, uh, with Thunderbolts, whatever, that it, it leaks into that, because otherwise... I do feel there's a bit of a disservice to the overall Secret Invasion comic storyline, which was so epic. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe that's my biggest issue, is that with the title like that, with the antagonists who they are, I was thinking more epic, and it felt much more intimate. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's a great storyline. It's one that could really have fed into... You know, with the more earthbound stuff, and maybe it will, and and I really hope it does. To be honest, uh, but yeah, I'd give it three and a half. Shifting those shapes on the
0: battlefield out of five. All right, all right, Chris. How about yourself? Do you defend the finale of Secret Invasion?
2: I uh, I do defend it. I defend it on the series as a whole. Um, sure, that there was it. This was probably the weaker of the episodes for me uh, out of the season. Um more just because yeah, they fell into some of the, the tropes to a CGI battle for two of the main characters where you did have a spy master to some characters to kind of do. And I think a lot of it just culminated as well in my disappointment in some of the drop threads. Um expecting resolution. Um so overall I think the series sets up some really good points. It more just put Fury back on the board. Uh, Fury is. Fury is the man he was before, if not better now, potentially, because he's now got his wife. His life is. He feels better. He adverted disaster and his. the, the, The man who was no longer three steps ahead is now back potentially two steps ahead. Maybe he just still has a bit more to grow and figure out, but like he's. Back as the Nick Fury everyone knows and loves. Um, so I do hope this kind of sets up more in the future. Um, who knows if, if there wasn't strikes and stuff, maybe Marvel would have been at San Diego Comic Con. Maybe we would have had more reveals this year. Um, and maybe we weren't going to get that, but overall, I feel this sh- episode itself kind of was slightly disappointing, but just because I think it set up some high expectations. Um and that's fine. It still individually was good. It just wasn't great, which I felt it could have been. Um so overall, yes, I do defend. But enough of what us naysayers have to say <laughs> on Nick Fury. Nick Fury number one super fan. <laughs> Derek, do you defend this episode?
0: See, you oh, set that up year. like my opinion didn't matter because I was always going to defend this episode. No, this is this is Nick Fury on TV. It's six episodes show. I personally, this episode hit everything I expected it to with the way the show was set up from the yes. beginning. We've talked about it being a smaller show. We've talked about as it going on, starting at the the wide end of the wedge, talking about this world invasion and getting narrower and narrower to the point where it is. Gaia and Nick Fury versus their enemies, Gravik and Rhodey, uh, at the end of the season. Um, It made total sense. It wrapped up the story really well. It did what we thought it was going to do, and that's not a criticism. I don't need to be surprised by every single TV show that I watch, and certainly a show with Nick Fury in there. If I'm surprised about how it's going to end, I probably haven't been reading Nick Fury for 40 years then. What I do think is different about this show, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, This show taking the title Secret Invasion is because it's a more recognizable comic book title and that usually would encourage people to watch it that wouldn't watch it otherwise if it was called Nick Fury. This has much more in common with Nick Fury versus S.H.I.E.L.D., a comic book from 1989, one of my favorite comic books. A story where there's an infiltrator in there and Nick Fury is the only person that can take it down and has to find people he can trust to work with him to take down the infiltration effectively. That's the story that this feels much closer to. It also feels closer to the most recent Secret Invasion story that came out this year. It is not the epic, global, every single MCU character coming into the TV show, bringing back uh, Chris Evans and all the other Chris's to play their MCU roles on screen for 10 seconds to be a scroll. I don't think it was ever set up that way, but when they called it Secret Invasion five years ago, that may have been the expectation from people. So I can understand why people would be, disappointed that we didn't get thor reprising his role for 10 seconds in the finale because they set themselves up episode by episode people were setting themselves up to go well if it's not in this episode then it's going to be a massive reveal and now we're three episodes in and we haven't gotten anybody so it's going to be an even bigger reveal and now it's five episodes in there has to be someone in the finale that we're not expecting well i don't think the show promised that I think people set their expectations quite high expecting it to happen. I do think the story itself will hang very well together as a movie now that it's uh, now that it is all out there. All all six episodes can be watched back to back. I think it will hang quite well like that. I I think the ending was really good. I'm saddened that it's probably not going to get a second season. Mostly what I want for people that watch Nick Fury stories is for them to enjoy them and want more Nick Fury. And I don't think, the show doesn't feel like it's accomplished that, unfortunately. So um, so that that's more where I'm disappointed. It's that it hasn't hit with people. But this does feel like a Nick Fury comic book story. I'm sorry. Uh, that probably won't make many people run out and buy Nick Fury comic book stories. But this is kind of what it feels like. He's going to win the battle at the end of the day, usually by his smarts. There will be a punch up. There's definitely going to be the punch up between two CGI characters in a show about scrolls who are CGI characters. That's absolutely what was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, it was reasonably predictable. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the payoff for it and some fantastic acting throughout the season. Yes, uh, so much. many yeah, great performances, definitely. so many great moments, so many brilliant characters. And it's so interesting to take what Samuel L. Jackson said in interviews at the beginning of the series saying so many. Black actors are in the MCU and none of them have had time on screen together before this show. If you look at all the characters who are in there, Gravik, Vara, Nick himself, Rhodey, all having really strong moments together on screen. That in itself was really well worth watching for me. I thought there were some of the best scenes we've seen definitely in Marvel TV, some brilliantly active, brilliantly written scenes. So really enjoyed those as well. Great stuff. That's it. That's our wrap up of Secret Invasion episode six and the finale of that season so just to reiterate of course I defend uh, that episode but <laughs> your mileage may vary as they as they say I think we need to go to the pub for a little, uh, cool off drink and our final question in our secret invasion pub quiz John do you want to give us question six?
1: yes fellow quizzes fellow defenders it is the finale which means we're on to question six of our secret invasion pub quiz here we go it's a strange one to try and get a question from this it episode. really was it there was really nobody was
0: drinking a bottle of whiskey like you can't that, there's no reference to what it is that uh that grabic is handing over to gaia nick to drink or anything like that yeah. yeah
1: so i have to say i think even as i'll say this out loud the question i just think it's a really weird one <laughs> to be honest <laughs> What are the two hospital units at either end of the corridor where Nick Fury confronts
0: Rhodey? Yeah, that is a really weird question. I know the other option was, what was the license plate on the car that Fury drives? And then it was like, well, Fury's not actually driving it. The car it comes up without him inside, so how do you word the question? And then, oh, there's a pole in the way, so you can't see the last digit, so at least you can see this yeah I mean
1: it was even like oh well, we could do the superpower one but we yeah. we have to talk about that so it's, exactly. do you know what I mean so exactly. it's like the cool ones were already gone yeah. and it's like what's the final superpower what? that Gaia uses against <laughs> graphic <laughs> You know, Which one's <laughs> so Captain Marvel? Superpower. I apologise yes. fellow dependents right. and quizzes for probably the poorest
0: uh, no. qu- pub quiz question uh, ever. it's not John. There's some, been some terrible ones when you've had weeks off. Um, yes. <laughs> do you want to give the question <laughs> one more time? Yes. What are the two
1: hospital units at either end of the corridor where Nick Fury confronts Rhodey?
0: Good stuff. That's the sixth and final question in our pub quiz. Put that together with the answers for. All the rest of the questions, email us to feedback at Industries.com And you could be in with a chance of getting your hands on some Secret Invasion goodies, including the five-issue digital comic book series, Secret Invasion, from this year as well.
1: Exactly. Good luck, fellow quizzes and defenders.
0: Absolutely. We'll be back in a few weeks um, to go through uh, the pub quiz answers and, and provide a winner for the Secret Invasion pub quiz. Um, but we're going to take our time a little bit because we've got lots of other podcasts to do. (laughs) Exactly. Good stuff. Just a reminder, this episode of TV Podcast Industries is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, including Cheryl Jones. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cheryl.
2: Yes. Thank you from one Jones to another.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: If you want to be like Cheryl, you can support us on any monthly amount over on patreon.com slash Industries, or if you'd like support for a one-off donation, you can pop on over to buymeacoffee.com slash tvpi and buy us a coffee. It helps keep the lights and mics going. You can also support us by subscribing to the podcast, liking it, sharing it, and doing all the reviews over on Spotify iTunes, Apple podcasts any good or evil shield or scroll affiliated podcast catchers because also when you do this you're sharing the podcast with everyone getting a visibility and sharing the podcast is what gentlemen.
0: Sharing the love. Yes, sharing the COVID. (laughs) Well, hopefully not, John. Hopefully not. I'm getting out of this podcast (laughs) room as soon as I can. But we need to pop on over to our feedback section to hear what our fellow defenders have to say about the final episode of Secret Invasion. Uh, First up from last week, Ray Felix said, there's a few plot holes in this whole series. One thing about the series I don't understand is at the end of Captain Marvel, Talos and his family left Earth in a spaceship with Carol Danvers to find a new home. The scrolls effectively left planet Earth. So why return? In the theatrical version of the movie, Fury said, he tied up my boss and assumed his identity. So where has Fury's boss been all this time? Is he still tied up? Why would Talos return to Earth and assume the, uh, that identity for 30 years? I like the show, but there are some serious plot holes in the show. Also, did Carol Danvers end the Kree-Skrull war? Didn't she need the Tesseract to do that?
2: Thanks, Ray. Yeah, no, just on Maria Hill, that was Talos as Fury and his wife playing Hill. So the whole point, it wasn't them. It was just two scrolls, uh, just kind of portraying them. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, maybe, maybe this whole yeah. time that was it. I don't think so because that wouldn't fully explain Talos saying he killed or Gravik killed his wife when Hill was standing beside him uh, earlier at that point. So it's just, yeah, yeah it did. It, it, yes. Agree that, that that's what we did see, but it, it, no, Hill seemingly is dead now um, yep. f- until we find out otherwise, because comic books,
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think we got it properly explained in this episode that the scrolls came back because they couldn't find another home anywhere else. Right? Yes. So they did come back. They tried to go off with Carol and then came back um for because they couldn't find anywhere else with her at the time. So um yeah, it's a shame, like you know, that we didn't get Carol Danvers in the show. We, we she does have a lot to answer for, uh, for not finding yeah. a home for the scrolls. It could have been something as simple as, as they went out into space, they found more and more scrolls, and instead of just traveling through space in a convoy, they said, "We'll go back to Earth until Carol finds us somewhere." It could be something like that, but we haven't seen that. Uh, that's not in uh, not in any of the movies that we've seen.
2: No, nothing yet.
0: As far as needing the Tesseract to take out the, the Kree, I don't think that was actually in the movie because she chooses to leave the, uh, to leave the Tesseract behind with Fury. Um, so it's not about her going and killing them all using the Tesseract. She's taking the Tesseract and putting it out of their hands so that they can't use it to rise up again. She has taken out their leader, the great intelligence, and she has taken out, uh, the people that were challenging her in, in Captain Marvel, but, um, yeah, I don't think she. Need, she I don't think she was going back on a revenge mission to murder all the all the crew using the tesseract. Doesn't that yeah. was the plan? Good stuff. Thanks, Ray. We also got an email in from Coffee and Vodka, who says, "Greetings, fellow OP defenders. Ugh, this episode was well acted with all right special effects. Pretty sure you called the Gaia a graphic fight. Nice fake guy. Contrived ending." How was Gaia so much more knowledgeable than him concerning the way too many powers and their usage? Also, the speech she made as Fury had more insight than she possibly could have possessed. The season made for a serviceable story. As a vehicle for Nick Fury, however, it was a nothing burger that I'm not sure why they made. The scrolls are enough in the background that, if unmentioned, are easily forgotten. Nick's appearance in the Marvels doesn't require a series worth of backstory. The only things it did was kill Hill and Talos. Give us a God mode Gaia, reunite Fury with his wife, and return the scrolls to their endangered refugee status. As for a Cree scroll accord, better chance of Palestine and Israel getting together for a friendly barbecue. <laughs> Director Fury deserved better than whatever this was, but still nice to see him, no matter the reason. Three target pondering presidents, clashes of titans, and ebony and greenery in perfect harmonies. Out of five, <laughs> peace and take care. Tough coffee and vodka.
2: Thanks, coffee and vodka. Ebony and greenery is. Pre- Perhaps the best yeah. um, piece we've heard today. I agree partially. I, I think I'm a lot more, a, a fair bit more positive overall. Um, uh, on the nothing burger, I like my nothing burger with the cheese, uh, and that's what we got um, overall be a nothing
0: burger, that Chris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's, a, it's a
2: cheese nothing burger.
0: There you
2: go. Um, I think look, reuniting Fury with his wife, returning the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving us, Ga- putting Gaia on the plate as a super scroll and yeah, unfortunately killing Hill and Talos, it did exactly what they, like, that's what we were supposed to get and we got that. Yeah. Um Obviously there was potentially more in our heads of what we wanted and as Derek discussed. Mm-hmm. Um So I think overall it did what it wanted its set to do. Like it kind of returned some chess pieces to the board while adding a few more and taking yeah. two off um and that we'll see where it goes with the mcu on this
0: yeah absolutely and and, you know tv shows are always supposed to work on their own and i did think it gave you more knowledge of the characters that you that i felt i enjoyed watching them every week um so uh, personally even even if they are characters that would be very minor in the mcu the loss of hill and talos ended off being quite big because of the build that we got on those characters in this episode or in this season yeah
1: good stuff thanks coffee and vodka Uh, And Felix as well. Uh, Over on Facebook, Heather Wallace says, so in the end, Secret Invasion was a Nick Fury love story. I didn't expect that. I also didn't expect the episode to be so short. Sonia has been outstanding, and I'm so impressed with her approach to Gaia. No love and friendship. Let's just get on with things. Mad respect. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Heather. Uh, Yeah, I I think uh, the the love story of Nick Fury with Vara slash Priscilla I think, you know, it really did play out over the course of this in a satisfactory way. Um, And, yeah, I'm totally with the Sonya outstanding. She better be back in the MCU. (laughs) It better be connected uh, because it's a real waste of an introduction to what turned out to be, you know, along with Samuel L. Jackson one of the best performances of the series, especially given the amount of screen time she had.
0: Absolutely. I'd love to see Olivia Colman, Sonya going up, up against Val and her yeah. thunder, Thunderbolts. That um, would be an um, awesome know. match off. actually. Yeah. Just, just Sonya and Gaia taking on all of the Thunderbolts. basically. <laughs> kind of cool. Thanks Heather.
2: Thanks Heather. We also got some feedback from Donald Dennis, who has this to say, in all, that was a pretty strong episode. I don't feel it patched up any of the weaknesses of the rest of the series. It didn't have a super spy thriller ending, and the one big twist was very predictable. The Skulls using their superpower was fun, but not amazing, and the CGI was not spectacular. I don't understand how the DNA gave them access to all those powers. Was Ebony Maul's telekinetic power sorcery or something he can do because of his DNA? Is the Tesseract power part of the DNA? Will Gaia be part of the entangled Miss Marvel's character swapping in the Marvels? One vote for a yes here. Mm -hmm. When Fury arrived at the Skrull compound, I really thought it was Gaia instead of him. But the way he communicated had me doubting that. Normally when listening to your podcast and Chris goes, I wanted more eggs, I think. There just wasn't enough room. In this case, though... I really feel like the overall story would have been better if we had a flashback episode showing the connection Guy and Gravik had made with the world, the scrolls, and each other. But then the ending with the moment when Gravic lost hope in Fury. To sum up my thoughts, the series had some neat bits, but it was not one I'd necessarily revisit with any regularity. Thanks, Donald. Yeah, look, <laughs> Chris going. I want more X, and everyone going, not enough room. That's a conversation we have a lot on our yes, podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. I
0: have um, to edit it out quite a lot as well. <laughs> yes, exactly, because
2: it's been said a lot.
0: Yeah, but but you're totally right. I know I mentioned this on on episode five um, from the other perspective. The the idea that we haven't had that relationship between Gravik and Gaia. I think oh, Sorry, it was episode four where yeah. where Gaia got killed. Yeah. I was saying, wouldn't it have been great to have that idea? These two exactly. have spent 30 years on the planet together. They must have some relationship to flash back to. Some idea uh, of the story of the two of them growing up together and why Gaia went one way and he went the other and then they came back together. That's a story that's worth telling in this series. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, Donald. That would have been uh, some a, a great addition to the story. Yeah, Definitely.
2: I, I do, I do question based on the the shortness of these episodes whether there was an additional storyline that was cut and we've just been edited out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe around Gaia and Gravik a- yeah. and something else that just they they cut for time or cut for X reason.
0: Yeah, it just would have underlined that final battle even more. You know yes. the fact that Gravik was willing to kill both of her parents, one we hear about in dialogue off screen and the other one we know really well, but if we'd known that the two of them had been really close as kids, broken apart, and then she mur- he murdered her parents, like if we'd seen that story on screen somehow, I think that would have been a great addition to the show. Yeah.
2: yeah, It would have been. And oh my God, I just thought about this. We did not get an end credit scene.
0: No post credit scene. Nope. No. No post credit
2: scenes in this nope. series. No. Nope. Whatsoever. I, 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 I went back twice to check maybe because mm-hmm. I thought maybe Disney had done the Oh, just skip over and it jumped because of whatever reason on Disney Plus. Yeah. No. I was like, wow, in wow. That that that's a an interesting piece.
0: Excellent stuff. Thanks so much, Donald. Dr. Bob Phillips says we got a super scroll off. I am slow though, it was only after the discussion about the face that I twigged it was Gaia, not Fury, wearing the Fury skin. This, like the helicopter attack, was near movie level magic. Really enjoyed the Entente Cordiale being the summit of the uncloaked cloaking with top quality Olivia when we needed her. Did I expect the roadie in the rack to have been there so long? No, thought that was pushing it, but it does open up so many alternative history arcs. And then the finale, varen Fury sitting in a tree making peace with the krill we see. And was the massive artwork behind Priscilla towards the end of Chromosomes? Thanks, Dr. Bob. We actually went back and had a look at the uh, scene with Priscilla, or all the scenes, actually, with Priscilla in the episode. Um, Not too sure where the massive artwork was, because when it was in her house, she was in her, effectively, her greenhouse. Very elaborate-looking greenhouse, but in her greenhouse, putting it back together after the big battle from uh, the last episode. And then at the end, when she's with Fury, it's just the big white wall. I didn't see any chromosomes behind
1: yeah, no, I I couldn't spot any. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it maybe hints towards her work being done, possibly. Yeah, potentially. Um, as I say, certainly given the pink ear, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> that sounds like maybe she's like pink close. eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's been stung or something and it, it's inflamed. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I couldn't quite see that. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that moment where Fury kind of goes green, you're like going, oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, it is Gaia. It's mm-hmm. like they do have to reduce her height as yes. well. Yes. yes. So uh, look away uh, for a second. it's
0: changed the look. Yeah. Look away for a second. Look back for a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Glad you enjoyed the uh, the, fight, the battle, though. Uh, very cool. That above. Yeah.
1: Uh, thanks, Doctor Bob. Uh, Kale Hensley says I felt that the best part of the episode was the scene between Fury and Gravik. So it's a little disappointing that it was Gaia. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Fury Gravik thing was was really well done. Again, whether it's just I think just whether it's the flashback that has been mentioned there by Donald or just mm-hmm. some general hissing home of some of the context. You know, we were told that they do take on the the, the memories and stuff yeah. and uh, for the longer they're inhabiting that person and with the stasis technology yeah. that they can extract their memories. But, I mean, it, Fury isn't in stasis here. So, like, I guess she just knows it as well, possibly. Mm-hmm. But it <laughs> it's a bit more around that, just sort of
0: layering the, yeah. sort of the whole series i think would have really benefited it mm-hmm. i do contest that the reason why that scene was so great was really because of kingsley benedire we know yeah. we know samuel L. jackson's a great actor but i think he was giving everything to kingsley benedire in that scene and just facilitating it a bit so i think the scene is fantastic you're totally right Kale. um yeah. but for me it's kingsley that makes it
2: yeah i i'd agree with that too thanks kyle we also got some feedback from doug green who said I'm sorry, Derek, but this was probably my least favorite Marvel series to date and found the finale to be underwhelming at best. What should have been a series where you're wondering if that person is really who they say they are, the lines were clearly drawn, and the only person who seemed uninformed was the president? Sounds I was right? I was disappointed in how Talos and Maria Hill went out. Overall, it just wasn't for me. Thanks, Doug. Look, and again, that's what this the MCU is now becoming uh, not every not every show and not every film is going to be for everyone and potentially you got some bits out of it and you can be like all of us where like we watch all of them and some are going to be high on the kind of rankings some are going to be low some are going to mm-hmm. be middling, and that's okay like i'd much rather live in a world where we're swimming in sevens and sixes and eights and then tens every now and again than never having a show like this in the, the at all
0: yeah, yeah. I really sorry to hear that, dirk That you uh, that you didn't enjoy the series. Because um, I know these types of shows in general would be uh, would be stuff that you'd like. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a shame. Uh, we also got some feedback from Victor von Doom, who says, "Greetings, defenders. I thought the finale was just setting up a great continuing theme. Will this be the beginning of the slow march into dark rain?" The Sonia Fury team up in the episode was great. A real world rear admiral would have pimp slapped Scrody after his stupid pill comment. Scrody had too much power as national security chief. Vara overstepped several White House positions to even write a speech for the president. I did not expect Ritson's reaction to the scrolls. I guess he did not care or understand a scroll saved him. He will be an easy target for Thunderbolt Ross to take down and replace. Gravik's hatred blinds him to Gaia's ploy. Fury must have briefed Gaia on the powers in the Harvest because she sure took advantage. Does the result of the battle leave Gaia the only Super Scroll? Looking forward to Gaia and Sonya teaming up. I liked Sonya's honesty in her offer to Gaia as well. I was hoping Carol Danvers would show up, but I realised the series leads into the Marvel's film. Danvers should still take some heat for failing the scroll refugees. I was surprised at how long Rhodey has been replaced. He will have a lot to catch up on, including Stark's death. What was Abomination's DNA doing in The Harvest? He wasn't present at the endgame battle. I feel like there are a lot of misplot opportunities but still enjoyed the series as a catalyst for what's to come. Looking forward to TVPI podcast and Defenders Feedback. Excelsior, Victor Von Doom. Thanks, Victor. Uh, Seems to be hitting a few, a few of the points that uh, that we had on the episode as well. But uh, yeah, some great moments there with um, with Sonya and Gaia teaming up Um I think yeah, Ga- Gaia is now the super scroll. She's the only yeah. one. It seems like Gravik was holding back on giving his lieutenants any type of superpowers until he had the harvest, and that didn't happen, right? So, yeah. um, that's the one thing we didn't even get explained. We we were talking about the fact that he obviously killed more scrolls at New scrolls than in the battle last week, and then said the rest of them were locked away. But where they're locked away, or are those scrolls actually out in the world as well? So, uh, might be might be the case.
2: Yeah. How many? Again, we we know it was over a million. So yeah, now, yeah. Are, we, are we down to eight hundred thousand? or Are we down to nine hundred and ninety nine thousand?
0: See, it seemed like his group was small. Yeah, it seemed like his group was like under a hundred. So you know, and we know those bodies that were that Sonia was was looking at those those are the other scrolls. Those are not Gravix people. Those are other scrolls that have taken human form. So um, so yeah, that's the other cells potentially of of the yeah. uh, the other scrolls. Yeah,
2: are they the new Hydra? You cut off one head and another grows in his place. Exactly. It's one cell for another cell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Victor. Um, Joe Herbers says, Disappointing end to a disappointing series. I figured it was a skull pretending to be Fury at the nuclear site. Why else would he be acting so clearly affected by the radiation, dropping his pills and all that? But why in the hell would he actually bring the harvest that made no sense even compared to the rest of the nonsense i can't headcanon any reason for that presumably its purpose was to set up a super scroll fight but that was dull cgi with an obvious outcome what's funny is that the last episode of the she-hulk made fun of this very thing Livia coleman was fun as usual but she definitely should have just shot scrody she did it to her scroll boss in the last episode I said to my wife, just shoot him already, even in the leg to reveal he's a scroll. So dumb. And that scene went on and on. During the confrontation, why did Gravik ask what Fury wanted in exchange for the harvest? He had brought it to him and seemingly couldn't cope to stop Gravik from taking it. Gravik already told Fury he was going to kill him. Looking back, the exchange between them makes little sense if it's not actually Fury. Thanks, Joe. Uh, again, it's, you know, it's one of those things really... Uh, sorry that, you know, you weren't... That you didn't really enjoy this series, uh, and in particular, the the final ending. And I think, um, you know, I think there's a, a lot maybe were... Possibly, there's a bit of wrapping up in, in knots for some of this series. Um, yeah. Possibly. Um, I mean, because certainly for me you know the graphic fury scene i thought was really really good but then you know i can see that your perspective also makes sense and i think you know um as to why you know if if it's just setting up a, a super scroll fight um and i think uh, yeah.
0: there is an explanation for it i don't know whether whether joe will accept it um but the explanation for it is that the only piece of dna that um gaia has inside her is the extremis which we've seen her use to heal herself so she only has healing abilities nobody else can beat Gravik because we know he definitely has the groot abilities in there and the healing abilities in there so what she's trying to do is goad him into using the harvest to give her the powers to beat him back that's yeah. the that's yeah. what, okay. why yeah. she's there that's why she's driving it yeah absolutely if you didn't enjoy the episode totally understand um the the way you've you've written it there as it's just to write a dull CGI fight it's not it's to, it's so that she has the power to take out graphic but it could have been explained better it could have had we could have had a moment where Nick's giving her the guidance on what powers she's going to get when it kicks off so that she is trained to use the powers that absolutely could be something that that could have been in the show totally get that
1: <laughs> yeah good stuff thanks Joe
2: thanks Joe next piece of feedback comes from David Mister Ryder who said Derek. Do you defend this episode? So, the good. That scene between Gravick and Fury, Gravik stole the spotlight. His acting was superb. Another bad you kind of wish lived because his acting was so good. Like the nod to Rhodey being back to being paralyzed. Nice little detail. Sonya, as always, a great icing on the cake. Marvel really spent $200 million plus for these sitcom episode lengths. Okay, so I didn't hate it at all, but I was wasn't really blown away. Skull Roadie got annoying quick. The scroll mega fight was cool, but also underwhelming. Minus the sky fight scene, which reminds me of a Dragon Ball Z fight. Nice, very much so. Actually, yes, I thought that too. The kill shot was cliche. Someone mentions your loved one, and you get extra powers to kill them. Yawn. That. <laughs> but being a super casual fan not knowing the comics i'm not mad at the series i actually enjoyed it but the finale was a bit lukewarm i'm intrigued in what it sets up with other shows or movies but maybe another 15 minutes would have tied it up nicely 2.5 regenerative arms out of five finale four eye patches out of five for the series also no post-credit scene what the hell marvel Thanks, David. Yeah, look, I agree on the post credit. I just mentioned it there a few minutes ago. What the hell? Like, that really did. Mm-hmm. Agree, 15 minutes could have tied it up more. And I think you're very much right. Gravic, in that scene, Kingsley, Benadire just really stole the show. Absolutely. And the good thing is, he had extremists. He may not be dead. Like, they can easily kind of say, yeah, it took him a year of his kind of extremists working in the background, but. He he rejuvenated, uh, and yeah. he's back. And now that's how you bring him back in.
0: See, I I think they might just have him come back as a character to convince some of his former supporters to come back, or to we may just see Gaia pretending to be him yes, next season, too. something like that. Um, I think that uh, that shot through the heart uh, with Captain Marvel's powers um, is probably the death of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately because yes you're right he is absolutely fantastic really really enjoyed him thanks david dan lee says i love the fact they did the exact style of finale that she Hulk she helped made fun of several months ago this whole series is a bit of a shoulder shrug for me but i'm interested to see how this now spreads into the further mo- marvel projects uh thanks dan yeah i'm not sure whether it will spread into further m- marvel projects if it had been massive success and everybody was on board with it I'd say we would get a season 2 which is where the, these threads will be picked up um, but at the moment I think um, it won't be until the next Earthbound um, movie or TV show takes place that we'll see it.
2: Yeah, oh, probably even not the next Earthbound because the next one Earth-bound is Echo um, which won't mention this so potentially Daredevil, uh, Born Again season 1 or season 2 of that or part 1 or part 2 of that um which we know is still being filmed but that's been on I on hiatus uh due to the strike so maybe maybe in that or a bit later
0: yeah and i think the point again it's taking them back to the place where they're being hunted there's a million of them on earth they yeah. hid before it. they can hide again effectively so uh we just they they just may never mention them again unless we see Sonya back hunting scrolls trying to find scrolls trying to kill the bad ones save the good ones you know that's that's the possibility that we'll see them yes, again sir. great stuff thanks dan
2: thanks dan harvey Locus had this to say if you asked me to describe the show with one word it would be empty empty promises empty threats empty of heroes empty emotions the final fight was okay but it could have been so much better if it weren't for just copying each other most of the time i guess gaia has seen more of the movies because she knew how to pull a mantis Yes, having Mantis's power was a good one. Um Yeah, I think she may have just been told by kind of, you could easily say that Fury told her more of the powers, use this one, do this, do this, because he knew all the powers. But I, I don't agree with the empty. Uh, like, I, But again, happy for you to have that opinion. And as we move into the next series, hopefully that one's for you, or the next movie, that one's for you.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Harry. Uh, Salima Kisler says, I wish we knew more about Ritson and what would have led him to make that speech, seemingly ignoring anything Fury or Sonya would have told him. He seemed like a reasonable guy from what little we saw of him. Anyone born off world is a list that now includes Thor, which seems off in a world that reveres and loves the Avengers. This president has an Avenger as his main advisor, at least as far as he knew. This, along with Gravik flipping from revolutionary leader to iron-fisted dictator last episode, were a bit too abrupt for me. The hospital scene between Fury, Sonya, Ritson and Rody didn't work for me either. We just saw Sonya prove someone as a scroll beyond any doubt with a non-fatal gunshot. Why not do the same here with Scroll Rody? I'm still interested to know how long Rody and Ross were being impersonated, they went right up to the edge of telling us, but stopped right there. At the end, Fury is still operating in the background. Is Secret War next? Interesting. I'd love to see Secret War, but I'd love to see Nick Fury's Secret War, which is my favorite version of that, where uh, Nick controls loads of superheroes, without them knowing that they're being controlled by Nick Fury. It's one of my favorite stories. Well worth a read. Um, but again, I don't think we're going to have another massive MCU-spanning movie until we get back to the Avengers in Kang, uh, in Kang. Um, the Kang movies coming up, right? That's yeah, the next time we're going to have a big wars. Avengers movies. That's one of those yeah. secret war. Yeah, there you go, there you go.
2: Yeah. It's a di- it's a different secret war. Yeah. Um, but thanks, Salim
0: Yeah, thanks, Salim Great stuff. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for this season of Secret Invasion. Hopefully, we do get a second season of, uh, of Secret Invasion. I'll be here uh, watching it and waiting for it as well. We have got loads of other stuff that we'll be covering on TV Podcast Industries. Just make sure you subscribe at tvpodcastindustries.com so you can get access to all of the stuff that we're covering. We're kicking off our coverage of Good Omen Season 2 really soon. Uh, it's coming out in Prime Video this week. Uh, we're also concluding our coverage of The Witcher Season 3 very soon, the final season with Henry Cavill as uh, Geralt of yeah. Rivia. Mm-hmm. All episodes of that season now available. Uh, and we'll be back in the MCU for Loki Season 2 coming up in October. The Marvels were released in November 10th, 2023. And as it stands right now, Armour Wars the movie starring Don Cheadle, where he will return as James Rhodes is slated for release on July 25th, 2025. Wow. So some uh, some wide-ranging ramifications from uh, the end of Secret Invasion, even if there isn't a Secret Invasion 2 coming up. yes. Yes, And indeed. we have D23
2: later this year, so let's wait and see how this is discussed and if it is discussed.
0: Yeah, all they need to do is just pay their writers and actors to do the jobs that they've Absolutely. been doing for almost nothing for the last couple of years. And maybe we could get some announcements about future projects. That'd be nice, hopefully, wouldn't it? Hopefully. Yeah, it hopefully. Would good. good stuff.
2: Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I can't wait to chat more Marvel with you in the future. But until that point, make sure you subscribe to our feeds and everything at tvpodcastindustries.com
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Final reminder, you can also pop over there to tvpodcastindustries.com and find all the questions for the pub quiz. Uh, We want to get you entering for that. Uh, That'll be the next time we come back talking about Secret Invasion. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Yes, thank you so much and we'll speak to you again soon.
1: Yeah, thanks fellow Defenders. Keep watching, keep listening and be careful who you trust. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.